0: You're listening to the Always Satisfied Eating Podcast. I'm your host, Anne Silver, registered dietitian nutritionist and the developer of Always Satisfied Eating. Always Satisfied is a no-diet approach. Did you hear me? This is not a diet, but an approach to managing weight while transforming your relationship with food. This podcast will provide you with thought provoking tips, facts, and information about eating. You will self explore your eating behaviors to bring change to reach your health and weight goals without being on a diet. Truly. I'm sure, like me, you'd like to be able to eat all foods. You want no counting. No weighing, no restricting, no feeling you are cheating, and that you are not on a diet. That is always satisfied. Think of this podcast as your nutrition therapy session, or better yet, your therapy for eating. So throw away all your old diet thoughts and get ready to learn and relearn. How to eat and be always satisfied. Let's dive in. Hello there, and welcome to the Always Satisfied Eating Podcast. I'm Ann Silver. In this fourth episode, we will explore how do you eat. This must sound absolutely absurd to you, does it? You have to be thinking, Ann, I open my mouth. I put the food in, I chew, and then I swallow. End of story. Okay, yes. But there are other things going on that you may or may not be aware of. I'm not going to get into what you choose to eat, whether it was homemade or made by someone else, whether it was a healthier choice or not as healthy. All that kind of stuff will come up in future podcasts. I want you to look at your behavior related to eating, how you eat. We will look at this step by step. Let's start at the point you are ready to eat. The food is in front of you. It doesn't matter whether it's a meal or a snack. It's the same thing. It's food and you are eating. My purpose in this podcast is to make you more observant of your eating and to be more connected to the food. Okay, again, I know you think I'm nuts, and maybe I am, but please hear me out. Wherever your eyes are is where your brain is. The whole idea of eating is to have all your senses present and focused on your eating. I want you to think about this. Have you ever been eating something, look down at the plate or the bowl or put your hands in a bag of food or whatever the container is to realize you ate it all. You're then thinking, where did the food go? You want more. The reason you want more is besides the fact that the food was delicious and you love it, it is most likely you didn't even taste it. Did you? You ate the food, but you did not experience the food. There is a difference between eating and experiencing the food when you eat. Your eyes, your mind, your focus was elsewhere and not on the food. You may have been watching TV, reading something, looking at your phone, or some other distraction. You do not want to eat with distractions. This is what you are going to try to avoid. You want to be 100% fully present when you eat. You want it to be an eating experience. First, think about where are you when you are eating? Do you stand or sit down? while eating. Let's talk about if you're standing and eating. When you stand, you may not be looking at what you are eating, except when you go to take the next mouthful. While you are standing and eating, what are you looking at? If you're in the kitchen, are you checking out the fridge, opening the cabinets, or maybe reading something on your phone, reading a book, watching TV, or whatever? My bet is you are not looking at the food. Are you? Okay, you may glance at the food here and there, but that does not really count. I think you do it so you have good aim with your hand or the fork to get the food. Did you serve yourself the food, or are you eating out of the container or bag because you're standing? I hear eating and standing up doesn't count, right? <laughs> Right. Um, the one advantage of standing while eating is you have gravity on your side. But honestly, if you were sitting up, gravity will also help to move the food in a downward fashion. My feeling about standing and eating is it should be a once-in-a-while event, not something you do on a regular basis. I like to use children as an example when making a point. You will hear me talk about kids frequently. Why kids? Because we want to teach them the right or correct ways to do something. So would you have a five-year-old child standing and eating? No way. You know it's not the right thing to do. You want that child to sit down. It develops proper eating behavior, plus there is less food on the floor, And decrease risk of choking. You can use children as your guide too. Practice what you would preach to a child to set a good example. Well, guess what? Start thinking and practicing when it comes to eating. What should I say to a five year old child? Would you say, Here, stand up and eat these chips out of this bag? I highly doubt it. I hope this can make you. Think differently about your own behavior. Start by sitting down to eat. This applies to all food, whether it's a meal or a snack. Again, there may be exceptions, like walking and eating an ice cream cone. You can still have your eyes on the ice cream so it doesn't drip on your hands or your clothes. The point is of sitting down is you want to see your food and be present. And with ice cream, you're going to be looking at it. But the point is, it it also depends on where you're sitting, okay? Saying this makes me think of a family I counseled. When the family ate, the parents sat on the floor in the living room, at the coffee table, watching TV, while each of their two teenagers would take their plate of food to their bedrooms. Who knows where and what else the kids were doing in their bedrooms while they were eating. Sometimes the kids would join their parents at the coffee table in front of the TV. Hmm, can certainly say they were sitting and eating but they were not eating in an appropriate place to eat. This is an example of a family not really eating together. There was limited conversation because everybody was watching the TV or wherever they were around the house eating. Research shows with families that eat together, the children are less likely to get into bad behaviors like drugs in terms of eating, the role modeling and or examples demonstrated by adults is what the children will most likely replicate. Over the years, I have had many patients who would eat their meals in bed, especially dinner. To some of you, this may be surprising. To others, this may sound normal there are two things that should happen in bed sex and sleep not eating i can't imagine eating in bed being in bed with and having crumbs that's why i couldn't imagine eating in bed cuz i don't like crumbs in my bed when there are no proper designated places in the house to eat the whole house Is fair game for eating, even the bathroom. Now, that might sound gross to some of you, but I have had patients eating in the bathroom. That definitely crosses a red line. My message to you is to identify places in your home to eat. Some places may be the dining area in the kitchen or dining room table. Sitting down. Funny or maybe pathetic. The parents that sat and ate at the coffee table on the floor, they actually called me out that they were sitting. Right. They were sitting. Look, the exception would be about not eating at an appropriate place is when someone's ill, that they may be hanging out and eating on the couch or in, or in bed. This is only an extenuating and temporary circumstance. This way, when you have designated places, you only associate them with eating. Are you getting the message? I hope so. Okay, now you know the value of sitting down at a table and eating. Now let's look at the table. When at home, do you set a place setting for you and others? Try to serve yourself like you are a guest in your home. At home, I always use a placemat or tablecloth and a cloth napkin. It makes me feel like I'm in my own restaurant. Use your pretty or favorite plates, bowls, and silverware. Don't only save your fine dishes for a special occasion every day is special. Eating out of containers does not work. Why? Because the whole container potentially becomes your serving. Do you agree? Several years ago, I visited the Ben and Jerry's ice cream factory in Vermont. The factory tour was lots of fun. The only thing that really bothered me is on the tour, they tell you the pint of their ice cream is a serving. No, 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 not true. A pint of ice cream is at least four half cup servings. Please serve yourself even ice cream. You need to see how much you're eating when you eat directly out of a container or a bag. It becomes your whole serving. You have no boundaries of a serving. Remember, you need to see your food with your eyes. When you sit down in a restaurant to eat, there is a play setting with silverware, a napkin, and you are served a plate of food. Do you do this at home? Yes, that's great. No? Well, why not? You deserve it, and it will help you. Allow me to say this. If you are having an issue with food, you need to change things up, and one of the ways is to be 100% present. Treat yourself as a guest in your own home. Okay. Now your food's in front of you. Look at your food. Don't touch it yet. I'm asking for you to look at your food. Well, the next time you eat. Does it look appealing? Does the plate look pretty? Are there different colors on the plate? Or is everything basically the same color? Like is everything beige, brown, or white? Or are there a variety of colors like orange, green, red, blue, or purple. You actually want a variety of colors. Vegetables and fruits, with an assortment of color provide different vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals. Phytochemicals are components in plant foods that could be helpful. Some names you may have heard, they include like flavonoids, phenolic acid, isoflavones, and carotenoids. Does the food in front of you have a mixture of textures? Is everything crunchy, crispy, chewy, or creamy? Or is there a mix? What about garnishes? Hey, Do you know what they are? I'm sure you do. You know, restaurants and other food establishments usually add an edible uh, embellishment because it makes the plate look more attractive. Some restaurant garnishes can be annoying because they're overwhelming the plate. It's all about balance. But what about at home? Does your plate have any garnish? I try to do this even if it's a, a lone, fresh parsley leaf or some thinly sliced scallions, or a sprinkle of black and white sesame seeds. It really doesn't take much effort, and it really does look pretty. Look at the portions on your plate. Can you see the plate, or is the plate completely covered with food? Note, what is the predominant food on the plate, or is the food of equal portions? Can you smell the food? Does it smell enticing? I imagine as you are hearing all this that I'm asking you to observe, that you're saying to yourself, Anne, by the time I do all of this, the food's going to be cold or petrified for sitting so long. Uh huh, right. <laughs> you do this quickly, something visually will stand out to you. Because basically, you want to become more aware of your food. Let's move on. Okay, now it's time to finally eat. What do you eat first? Is there a reason you eat one food first over something else? Do you eat all of one food and then go on to the next food? Or do you mix it up? eating different food in front of you. Everyone has a different style of madness to their eating. And it doesn't matter whether you eat one food first and you mix it up. It's whatever works for you. What's the difference when you put the food in your mouth? Do you know the temperature, texture, what taste of the food? Do you gobble up the food? Is there still food in your mouth before you take your next bite? You want your mouth to be empty, just so you know. So you're ready for that next bite. Do you eat fast, slow, or just right? You can tell when you judge your eating in comparison to other people, not just one person. If you are always the first person to be done, slow down. Taste your food. The whole idea of this is for you to start to self-examine how you eat. Being more aware is a first step in identifying any problem. You may ask those around you, What they notice about your eating, although you need to be prepared for the answer because you asked for it. And it might be very insightful. It might actually help you. So, to summarize what was discussed today: one, where are you when you are eating? Two, are you sitting down at an appropriate place to eat? Three, Are your eyes on your food or are they elsewhere? Four, is your place setting inviting? Are you treating yourself as a guest? Five, how does the food look on the plate relative to color, texture, and garnish? Six, what do you eat first? Seven, how does the food feel in your mouth? What do you notice about the food in your mouth? If you have an issue with eating, your increased awareness to how you eat can make a difference. It's not only what you eat, but how you eat. The show notes for this podcast are available at my website, and and click on the page, Always Satisfied. If you like this podcast, please give me a like and leave a comment. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode of Always Satisfied. In the meanwhile, your goal is to eat Always Satisfied. Bye for now. There you have it. You finished an episode of Always Satisfied Eating. Did it get you thinking about your eating? I hope so. I'd love to hear from you and your takeaway from this episode. You can leave a comment wherever you listen to this podcast, or you can always email me at alwayssatisfied2021 at gmail.com. For show notes, head over to my website, ansilvernutrition.com, and look for the Always Satisfied page. Remember, aim to eat to be always satisfied. Bye.